Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and Zach. What's up, gentlemen? Uh, I don't know. World's strange these days, Kyle. <laughs> I don't know. That is, yes. Yeah. Accurate. Um, I mean, I learned a life. I learned a life lesson as my mouth is full of Cheez-Its. Is never leave a box of Cheez-Its next to your computer, because I spend a lot of time at this computer, and all I've been doing when I sit at the computer is just put my hand in that box and just occasionally grab those Cheez-Its. Well, then that's not a that's not a terribly clean food to eat. Like you're gonna get like Cheez-It powder all over your keyboard and. Oh no! I got uh, I got like I got like a towel next to me. I'm prepared. I just nice nice <laughs> wipe down. This sounds like a little bit premeditated. Like, this sounds like Cheeto fingers. What this well, sounds like? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've like, I've learned that uh, during these times that I've, rever- I've reverted to like fifteen-year-old me. Uh, I went like five years without playing like video games intensely. I'm now playing video games intensely, and along with that is just junk food. I don't know what it is. It's just a natural habitat to just eat junk food while you play video games. Uh, while drinking soda. Now, I, I'm not, I don't drink soda. I haven't gotten that far yet. But it's just like one of those things. It's just like a natural thing. I just grab in, grab a couple of Cheez-Its, and, you know, I'm fueled up, ready to go. Um, needless to say, I need to take these Cheez-Its and throw them out the window so I don't keep eating them. Yo, so uh, what kind of Cheez-Its are they? They are just regular uh, regular whole grain ones. Whole okay. Grain so ones. next time you go to the grocery store or order on instacart or whatever get the white cheddar cheez-its you'll thank me later <laughs> yeah i'll thank you later and be like mike i said i didn't want to eat the damn cheez-its now i'm eating another brand of cheez-its yep uh, <laughs> you yeah. guys are really making me want to eat cheez-its the white <laughs> cheddar ones snack. are so good, good. so good all right mike we got any housekeeping today housekeeping uh yeah i think so housekeeping so, um, yeah, we have some sweet housekeeping today. Um, so, the Fifth Trooper Network is releasing their first board game. Um, it's called Cubicle Raiders. Uh, it was designed by Jay, and um, I did a little work on it too, and just about everybody at the Fifth Trooper has had some sort of hand in it, whether it be playtesting or just kind of um, throwing ideas at it things like that um and we will be putting that up we are not going to do pre-orders for it we're going to do is we're going to we're going to kick start it on our website basically so we're going to be kind of setting a threshold for how many orders we need to actually produce and ship it and um that'll be up on the website i think uh pretty pretty shortly here so be on the lookout for that it's pretty awesome like a I don't know, like 20 to 30 minute, like beer and chips kind of game that you probably play in between, like in between your twilight Imperium or Legion games, you know? Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. And, uh, be on the lookout for that. I think outside of that, uh, we don't have, a I was going to say, interrupt you real quick. Go for it. Interrupt you real quick. The game is a lot of fun. I play tested it like once or twice with Mike and, and Bushman. Okay. But I'm bringing up, bringing this up cause it's kind of a funny story real quick. We're play testing it. Uh, I told my wife that I was going to do something that day. Um, she, her mother was in town, 
and she went to go get pizza or something like that. And I was like, hey, Mike, I got like an hour before my wife gets home. Like, why don't we rip like a game? We can play test this because I knew the game's only like 20 to 30 minutes. So we start playing it and like 20 minutes and we're like almost done. The door opens and my wife walks in and she sees me sitting there on the computer playing this game. And she's like, what are you doing? I told you to do this. And I'm like, you said you'd be gone for an hour. I thought I could get a game in with Mike. And uh, needless to say, um, it was a fun time. And uh, me, you, and Bushman were going for the throat uh, at a couple of stages of the game, which was always fun when playing games with people. Uh, but it, it's, it's an interesting concept. I think it's a fun game. I, I was glad we got to you know get a couple of tests in. And uh, I'm excited to see the full thing. Uh, at, not at the expense of my wife killing me, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. You know, we've been working on this. Uh, Jay has had this kind of in production for, I think, a couple years now. It kind of fell on the back burner. We kind of reignited it a few months back, and we kind of put the pedal to the metal on kind of expediting um, the kind of all of the different things that we have to do to get it, get it off the ground. So it's finally ready to go. We've got, you know... Um, copies that'll be you know sent out to reviewers and stuff i'm sure in the near, near future here so be on the lookout it'll be up on the site um i'm sure we'll have more information for you as we kind of move forward but um that is a new thing that is coming to the fifth trooper network so um i hope everybody uh enjoys it and uh just stay tuned awesome all right, well, we are going to talk about Legion today. We had some very significant spoiler articles last week about the clone and separatist specialist packs. So let's dive in there. It's time for Legion 101. Class is in session. So we're going to do this like hot or not style, which I think is on the episode that I missed. So maybe you guys can walk me through how this works, and then we can go from there. Yeah, so how this is going to work, I guess, dad, um, <laughs> is that uh, we're just going to, we're going to call a unit out and uh, somebody's going to say, is it hot or is it not? And you're going to tell us if it's hot or is it not? Um, so why don't, why don't I start with the questions here? Um, and let's start with everybody's favorite faction, the Grand Army of the Republic, um, so we've got we've got new specialists. Um, so we, we in this pack we've got a clone commander, we've got a clone medic, we've got a clone repair guy, and a clone comms guy, right? So, Kyle, Zach, Kyle, why don't you go first? Because you didn't get to do hot or not with us last time. Clone commander unit upgrade, fifty five points. Is he hot or is he not? Sorry, are we talking about the personnel upgrade or the commander standalone unit? The 55-point commander standalone unit. Okay, hot. I mean, I think... So, I think that uh, this guy should be in every single Republic list, at least as a one-of. He has a command slot, which you can put Vigilance in, which we'll talk about later. He has Direct, which is a straight-up... It's Direct is basically Entourage without the extra slot. So you get a free order every turn, which of course you can give to fives and then fives can bounce it to someone else. So that's potentially really two free orders every turn. Uh, bolster is kind of, I mean, it's fine, I guess. Um, but you're going to be probably aim dodging on this guy most of the time because a dodge token is better than two surge tokens, given that you're mostly probably swimming in surge tokens already. Um, you know, he's got three black dice at range three with sharpshooter one. 
So uh, that's obviously a strong attack. You compare him to like the Civil War commanders who granted are 10 less points, but they have like a pistol with a black and a white dice at range one to two. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah, it's not and they have white saves. He has red saves, same health. Uh, he's got a command, a training, and a gear slot. Uh, you're probably not filling the training or the gear slot. You might put situational awareness in the, in the training slot if you're doing like a degenerate vigilance dodge spam list, which will be a thing. Um, but yeah, he's real good. Uh, I like to call this guy Commander Chad because when you compare him to his Civil War counterparts, it's not particularly close. Uh, all right, all right. Zach, what do you think? Is this guy hot or not? He's absolutely effing scorching me, and it's been driving me nuts since I saw saw the news. Because, like Kyle, I kind of agree that he's basically an auto-include in all Garlis, which makes me... I don't like ever saying anything's an auto-include, right? I just don't like saying those words. But, like, how do you not include this in your list? I, I just don't see how you don't. A direct alone is worth the points, right? Like, on top of all the other things he can bring to the table with the command slots... And vigilance and, and which we'll get to and all that stuff but like direct is ridiculously good for what it does in this army because most of the time you bring in fives and like kyle said you're getting two orders out of direct and uh that's pretty good <laughs> on clones um so yeah he's he's scorching hot scorching yeah i i couldn't agree more um i think i think this guy is busted um i don't know i also think um maybe we'll talk about the generic republic command cards later that come along with this guy um that make rex even better uh but um i actually just was thinking if you pair him with rex and use direct you get another order off for clankers okay like but now I'm sitting here and also thinking that he has, now that Kyle, I just brought up that his gun was range three. I was so miffed by all the other stuff. I didn't realize his gun's range three, three black at range three with sharpshooter one. That seems like a pretty good fire support platform at range four. Well, uh, I don't know. It's it's worth noting that he like doesn't surge. So he's not innately like a super good fire support platform. With, sure. with that being said, three dice sharpshooter one is like not terrible for a hero. It's it's questionably better than like what han is doing often um you know because um, it's range three yeah it's range three and you're not shaving your pool in half in cover right like um i don't know it it's interesting um i think yeah this this guy's just getting stuck into every every clone list ever basically if you were gonna take a naked phase one you're not you're taking this guy um like end of story it's not not close yeah, he's a he's 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 a clone, right? So he can share tokens. Uh, so he already does what that fifty-two point unit does for three more points. But then you also get the free order, you get the command slot, and you get a courage bubble. So um, yeah. think of him like your naked phase two, and for plus three points, you get all those things. I think there are also some list structures where you just replace R two with him, which is kind of saying something. Um, yeah, I could see that. I mean, I think like it's it's notable that like clones were already like hitting four orders on basically every turn other than their one pip turn, right? Yeah, now because of fives. Your, yeah, and now on your one pip turn, like you're at minimum three, 
right? Because you've got whoever you're giving an order to, this guy's passing an order to fives, and then fives just created a new one, right? So, yep. so like, you are, like, a minimum three orders just every turn. Full, um, just which, full degenerate and put HQ uplink on fives, and now you have four orders. So it's just... It's like... Oh no! It'd still be three. No, you, be you'd four. have to put the HQ uplink on somebody else, right? Which, which is yeah. fine. Like you could do that. Um, it just, yeah. I mean, th- three is good enough when you're talking about like ways to abuse aggressive tactics, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, three orders off of one pip. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not. It's not droid good, but that's also like you know the droid version of token sharing, right? That's what droids do. Is they have face up orders. So. Clones have token sharing, and now they have three plus face up orders a turn. Yeah, I mean, I think on three pip turns, like you're just gonna have like five to six face up order tokens on your clones, and yep. it's gonna whatever. Um, cool. So let's uh, let's take a look. Uh, let's do the command cards next. We've already seen synchronized offensive. Um, so yep. there is a new two pip for um, ge- a new generic two pip for clones. It is called air support. Um, it's commander or heavy unit, uh, is issued in order Republic only once this round at the end of the activation of a friendly commander clone trooper unit or friendly field commander unit. It may perform an attack using the following weapon four to infinity red, black, black beam to immune deflect. Um, Kyle, is this hot or is this not? Hot. I mean, Rex can take it for starters. Like this, this, this is just going to replace push basically because you, you don't you don't have trouble with orders because of direct and fives as we just talked about. Um, it's essentially free. Like it's this is a straight upgrade over push in most contexts. It's also worth noting you can give this to a saber if you want, and the saber can do the bombard <laughs> instead of a. I mean, I don't see that happening very often, mostly because I don't see pe- people taking a lot of sabers, but. Um, yeah, it's basically coordinated bombardment. You know, the guy doesn't have sharpshooter two like Leia does, um, but both Rex and the generic clone have sharpshooter one. So it's three dice three times with sharpshooter one. It's pretty good. Zach, uh, thoughts? Scorching hot. Um, <laughs> He's like whispering because he doesn't want to say it. <laughs> I, uh, and this, I'm a Republic player, right? And, and and even I have had a hard time looking at some of this stuff and being like, "Dude, you're a Republic player. What are you talking about?" Oh, that's what he just said. He said, "I'm, I'm a saying, Republic player." Oh, I, I thought you said, "I'm not player. a Republic player." Okay. And I've had a hard time digesting some of the things that I, I've read in this pack, as you both have known for the you know since it's released. I've had a hard time digesting some of these things. Um, so, Beam, um, in this in this instance, is really good because. The, the only time you see have seen beam is on a 30 point weapon profile on the saber tank that you don't want to take because it's only two red dice and the most you're probably doing is putting down a suppression. Um, you're not only getting beam here, but you're getting it with sharpshooter and an extra die. Um, and it's a free attack. I just don't like, what is there, what is there not to like about this card? Uh, especially when you are getting orders out, like you said, Kyle, you're probably bringing it with both Rex and the generic. You're to- tossing, you're tossing orders out regardless. You can have three orders down probably because of how you know you're setting up your list, um, and yeah, it's just it's just really good. I mean, 
especially as a two pip, right? If you, and, and again, I bring this up because, and I, I don't think fire support is necessarily, um, fire support is very, uh, still a very niche thing. I don't think you should be fire supporting often, right? But I could definitely see a, a case where you might fire support that first like attack to try and wipe something and then beam off of it. Um, and, and you can time it with the way you have your orders that you, the unit that you're fire supporting with, you're okay with fire supporting with them. Like it's a unit that's already in the front that can throw some extra dice in there and you're just really pummeling something. I mean, ideally what you're doing is you're bringing this with Rex and the generic and Rex is the one shooting it. So you can have search crit, right? Like, and I can, I can understand obviously doing it with the generic too. There's definitely good reasons to do it with the generic, but if you're doing this with Rex, you're getting search critical, which like makes this like three times better. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's hot. It's like not even close to even being cold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I do think that um, I think this card is somewhat stronger than it looks. Um, I think, I think as soon as you look at it, you're like, Oh my God, it's coordinated bombardment. Um, it's, it's notable that it is much more restrictive than that beam it has some like some significant restrictions in the targets that you can pick right um like coordinated bombardment you basically you're like if i can see it i can shoot it with this one you have to pick one target and then pick things that are close to it um so if they like put a strike team out in you know no you know way across the battlefield or whatever um like you probably can't beam something um, which which is which is relevant here as far as like how much damage this card does. So I do think it's super hot. I think it this basically could have a picture of Rex in the top right corner, uh, um, and I think that it would be uh, maybe uh, a little bit more telling and apt as to how this card is going to play out on the table. Because Zach, I think you're right. I think Surge Crit is pretty amazing. Don't have to spend Surge tokens on this. Great. Um, yeah. Pretty good. Um, so let's move on to the uh, three pip, um, which is Attack of the Clones, another generic. Uh, it orders three clone troopers. Rank is not identified there. So, you know, basically any infantry based clone army that doesn't include Jedi. Republic only. When a unit is issued an order using this card, it either gains one surge token or w removes one suppression token. Kyle, hot or not? Kyle, you are muted. I, I was muted. I'm sorry. Uh, hot. Yeah, the effect is fine, but it's more just that if you're running a list that's all clones, which is essentially going to be almost any Rex list, it's just a straight upgrade over Assault. Right? Like, you're getting three surge tokens off of it. You have the flex to be able to remove suppression if you want to do that. It's fine. It's good. It's Assault plus free surge tokens. So, Zach, thoughts? I mean, you're getting you're getting the tokens that you like in Republic, which is surge tokens. Um, you have the option to use it later in the game um, and remove suppression tokens, um, which not necessarily a problem for Republic sometimes. Um, I, I like I like the. Um, the one thing I like about Republic three pips so far is that like Rex's three pip and this three pip are cards that you don't necessarily need to play round one or two, and you can kind of play them later and it feels okay. Um, yeah, you'll probably lose priority, but the, the benefits that you're getting from both cards kind of benefit you better later in the game. Like like Rex's recover 
like that usually benefits you later. Like I'm not talking like round six here, but like you know a mid a mid round play on on that card is not terrible, right? Because you're getting that free recover and you're getting a bunch of orders out and and you're setting up some stuff. Um, so I think both three pips that you're going to bring in clone armies are very flexible. Um, in terms of like a Kenobi list, I I don't see. I could see a case for bringing it and playing it turn one and not worrying about Kenobi being like timing neutral, right? And um, getting him in a safe play, get him in a safe space and basically use this as like an assault burn card um, to throw that out there. Because um, basically it's assault plus, right? Um, it just, it's just, you're just hindered to putting on a clone trooper. Um, but like you play this first round and then you play General Kenobi second round. And you basically insulated all your clones with search tokens for the first two rounds. Seems pretty good. Um, so yeah, it's hot. Yeah, uh, definitely agree. Um, I think that you know all of the. I, I think that the, this card, along with the um, direct and like fives combo, actually kind of makes a case for phase ones. Along with the like points changes we've seen, like you can you can actually have like a decent number of phase ones and not take phase twos and still have a copious amount of search tokens at this point on, on most of your turns. Um, so I think that this is really interesting in that regard. Um, clearly you don't get the courage to in the training slot, but I don't know. Um, definitely pretty good. Uh, so we've got uh, three more things in this pack um, that we're going to, let's kind of like expediently go through these. Cause there's not mu much to say about them. I feel like um, it, it, unless you have something specific to say about them clearly um, next up is the clone medic 20 points. Um, it is treat one capacity one, which is a little bit different than we've seen before. Normally medics are treat one capacity two. And the primary difference here is that most medics up until this point have had non-combatant. This does not, which means it adds to your die pool. So it'll add a black die to whatever uh, unit it is in uh, when when they're shooting. So um, Kyle, what do you think? I think not. Um... 20 points is just a lot for a medic. I get that it's not a non-competent, which is which is not nothing, right? You're, th you're adding a die in there. Not having to remove him last as a casualty is also important. Like once you've burned that charge on a normal medic, you know, they're the second last thing to die besides the, the leader, which means your heavy weapon is, is getting stripped when you've got three models left. That's not true of this guy, so clearly that's a benefit. But if you're buying a medic, you're buying them to heal someone else, right? So while it is nice that he's not a non-combatant and can do stuff, uh, you know, points are points are tough to come by in a Republic list. And I, I mean, I guess I could see like an Obi Wan list, maybe where you throw this guy in there and then you just take, you just roll the dice and go Yolo on on Guardian with Obi Wan, and you know, you short show up your blanks with this guy. But generally speaking, um. I don't know. I would just rather have any number of other clone upgrades instead. Zach, what what are you thinking? Um, it's a not. Um, I think first of all, capacity one, you know, tree one capacity one is is a hindrance for twenty points. Um, and I get why. Obviously, you know, Kyle hit on it. You know, they can they can shoot, and it's different than you know other medics. Um, the only instance I could see taking it might be like you said Obi-Wan or maybe like a full arc skew that um, doesn't want to lose arcs because when you lose full arcs it hurts 
the issue is the 20 points. You're, um, you're basically like losing heavy weapons at that point by bringing in a medic. And um, I, I don't know, I don't know if you listen to us enough or not, but like heavy weapons are kind of the bread and butter of most lists. <laughs> Other than, you know, not named droids, I guess. But then, I mean, they are in a lot of droid lists, too. Don't get me wrong. Um, but heavy weapons are what you need, and 20 points is basically shaving one off, and I just don't think it's worth it. Um, yeah, I'm going not. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm with you guys on this. You know, I, I do think that, like, there could be some, like, um, corner cases where, you know, like you said, Kyle, like, can Kenobi lists may want one of these or two of these or whatever. It it's it's tough to stomach one hit one medic charge for like the cost of a Z6 though. It's um I don't know. It's pricey. Um all right, so moving on, we are going to uh take a look at the clone engineer. Um basically the same deal as the clone medic, except it's 18 points instead of 20. Repair one, capacity one. Um it is a combatant, um, so it gets to shoot. Um Kyle I, I imagine you're going to say a lot of what you just said, but <laughs> what do you think? I mean, even more strongly not here just because your targets are sabers and barks, basically. And R2 can also do this much more efficiently because you're taking potentially taking R2 anyway. You're certainly taking R2 if you're running a saber anyway. So I don't know. I, I don't see that. I can't imagine taking this guy in almost any context. Like, I can't think of a list where I'd want this guy. You've got ATRTs, the bread and butter of the <laughs> Oh, yeah. The I guess bread they can. Of the clothes. You, I you guess hit, clones you hit it have... right on the head there, Zach. Um, <laughs> you, you mean an, another unit that doesn't have the clone trooper keyword? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> fat no for me. Um, just take R2. Uh, if you're going to bring a saber tape, bring R2 and spend these 18 points elsewhere. Uh, I, I think it's just as simple as that. Um, just like I hate saying that something is an auto include, um, I feel like this is like an auto not include. <laughs> like I hate saying it, but like those eighteen points can be spent so much better in a saber list. It, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I think this bad boy could be capacity two, and you would still not take him for the same points. Uh, I think I think it, this is more. I, I think this is less of an issue with. Um, you know, repair and him being a personnel upgrade and stuff, and more that just like vehicles are not very good in the clone lists right now in comparison to what you can be doing. And I think that's really that's the kind of <clears throat> nuts and bolts of that conversation. Um, so the last upgrade in the in the uh, clone pack here is the clone comms technician. Um, this guy is a uh, combatant, but I think all the technicians have been up till this point. I don't think they've had the non-combatant keyword. Um, and this guy is, you gain a comm slot. Um, he's 12 points, and uh, you have to equip a comms upgrade card. Um, thoughts, Kyle? Not, I mean, just take fives if you want to do this, right? Well, I'm going to counter with saying hot because you take him with fives in phase one and you go real degeneracy. Yeah, um, but you can just direct to fives and then you get the same thing. Yes, but you also give yourself the opportunity to direct other units and get more orders up on a certain turn. Um, you're I mean, also- you, you could do some silly like five times take that clankers thing well, with, with this, I guess. But I, you're also taking I a, don't know. You're taking a phase one and making it uh, eight black dice, 
with courage too, and an order that can pass another order at any given time. The issue is that it becomes a little pricey. It's what, uh, uh, 58, so it's about, what, 110 points, I think, right? Off the top of my head. Um, so that's a lot, but I don't know. You might have the room for it. I'd have to build it out. I haven't been, I haven't built it out yet, but. Yeah, I think if you're throwing him in fives, if you want to throw personnel in fives, you take the specialists so you can have the aim token for clankers on fives. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah, so um, I, th- I think there is room for this. I don't know if it's good. I think the one place that this could be good is in a Clanker's Alpha list. Um, th- it's notable that this guy is actually uh, cheaper than the Phase 2 Clone Trooper. Um, and if if you have, like, four or five Phase 2s and you, like, you're, you're giving one with fives in order and then you're two more get an order generically, right? So you, you can hand three out normally on a take that clanker's turn. You could theoretically uplink two more um, and be kind of sitting pretty with like five Z6s. They can all have offensive push stapled to them with clankers. Is it good? I don't know. It's it's kind of all in. Um, you know, I think, I think that'll be a, a wait and see sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so this specialist pack for the clones, um, do, do we want to talk about vigilance now or do we want to talk about vigilance later? So I think we should actually save vigilance for next week. A, because I think vigilance has extremely strong implications for Republic, but also for rebels. Yeah. And I would go so far as to say that every Republic and or rebels list should find a way to incorporate vigilance somehow. That's strong. Uh, That's that um, sounds like what Kyle is saying. Let's talk about it next week. You you guys could talk about it next week, but right now I'm saying it's hot. Oh, he, he's saying it's <laughs> well, scorching it, hot. So scorching yeah, hot. if we're talking just hot or not, clearly hot. But I I guess I guess my point is I don't want to get into like a protracted vigilance discussion because I think yeah. it has profound list building implications for two factions that are extremely significant. Um, and I think we could do not an entire episode, but a significant portion of an episode just on that one card. And I think we should do that next week. Yeah. But hot is my short take on vigilance. Super hot. <laughs> super, honest, it, super hot. Hottest, hottest card in this pack. 100%. Ooh, I'm being I, honest. I don't, I don't know if I feel that strongly about it, but uh, I guess we'll see. Um, for those that are unaware, vigilance is a new commander upgrade that allows you to um, retain dodge tokens past the end of a turn on a one or two units depending on the criteria you meet um which is which is pretty strong um so uh does one of the two of you like want to take us through separatists or do we want to save that for next week too no we can do separatists real quick i don't think separatists will take as long no i don't think so it's actually pretty uh pretty basic i think not in a bad way there's good stuff in here, but yeah, there's yeah, not a ton to say. I think. Yeah, I agree. Let's do separatists real quick. So, all right, we have the separatists uh, T series tactical droid. I think we've actually already seen. Um, I guess. Oh, first of all, I guess let's back up. D- did we talk about the clone commander personnel upgrade? 
We didn't, but not. Let's move on. Okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. It's a not. Um, I uh, conversely though, I do think that um, the T series tactical droid upgrade card, which is eighteen points, one to three uh, red. Um, you lose AI attack, you gain reliable one. You know, Kyle, you've been talking about it a lot lately. What do you I think? Have. Definitely hot. So this was actually previewed. We've known about this one for a while. This was previewed when this pack was announced at Gen Con. Great NB2 units. I have used it recently. It is hilarious and <laughs> great. And it allows you to field like as many B2s as you want, basically without having you know, the same kind of like AI and order issues that normally would plague B2s, right? Because they don't have coordinate. It essentially turns a B2 into an independent unit. So you can kind of ignore the uh, the typical separatist restriction of having to cluster all your core units close to each other. And you can use them more like a conventional you know, like the other three factions can just drop core trooper units wherever they need to basically and have them operate independently. So um, clones, not as much just because of token sharing, but, you know, you can use them like a, like a rebel trooper unit or like a storm trooper unit and just have them wherever you need them basically. And he also adds, he has a red dice range three, which when you pair with the B2 HA is three red and a white at range three with blast, which clearly is pretty good. And then the ranged Two pool is essentially an ATST plus a white dice with blast. So, uh, and reliable. So he's great for B2s. The downside, and it is like an actual downside, especially if you take him en masse, and it's worth keeping this in mind if you're trying him with lots of B2s, is that he does only have one wound. And he is the unit leader, which means in theory, if you scope him, like if you only kill. If you, if you kill the T-Series or you kill the T-Series plus, like, one other guy, you, you run the potential of losing two wounds for one. So, like, if, if you cause one wound only to the T-Series and he replaces a B2, then you've just caused two wounds. Now, the times when that, like, it, it happens occasionally. Um, you know, if you're running four to six B2s, it's going to happen probably once or twice a game, even if you're being careful. It is worth noting there that a lot of times... Uh, even though he might get like scoped, quote unquote, it doesn't really come into play and in that the wounds are overkilled. So for example, like if he's the only model you can see and you do, you cause two wounds, you know, you haven't actually like caused extra wounds because that, that one extra wound is still lost and then he replaces a V2. So it's only like if you scope him and you cause exactly one wound that you get like a, or if he gets force choked, you know, that you get like a two for one situation. But even there, I think like with force choke, you're probably better off just choking the heavy so that they have to remove the heavy the next time they take a wound. Um, so it's just worth keeping in mind when you're doing your cohesion with T-series is that you actually have to like protect the T-series like you would a heavy weapon upgrade, which you're not used to doing with unit leaders. Uh, I wouldn't take them on B1s, I don't think. I don't really see a reason to take them on B1s, but great on B2s. Zach, thoughts? Um, I'm going to go tepid. I'm going to go in between. Um, I, I don't necessarily think he's hot. Um, I don't necessarily think he's not. Um, and what I mean by that is I do agree in the sense of what Kyle was talking about. I do think that he's hot when you pair him with B2s. Um, that said, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of people run a lot of B2s, at least 
the way that Kyle's thinking, um, I, it's yet to be seen, right? Um, we, I need to see it first to, to actually be in that camp where you reside, Kyle, is how I feel. Um, I, I do think that while what you're talking about is really good, and I do agree that it's very, very good, um, droid players are very used to their coordinate chain and how the army functions, and this kind of takes that away. Um, you're used to it because you've played other factions like Rebels, where you don't care about, you know, your cores getting, or, you know, orders and how it all functions. And and I could see why you would like a full B2, you know, full B2 army. It, it's definitely something you've dealt with. Um, but I don't think that's the case for everyone. So that's why I'm kind of in between and why I think I need to see it in action and see how many people play it before I could say it's hot. So I, I just can't bring myself to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm also I'm I'm on team tepid, <laughs> and uh, I think it could be really good. I think it, but I think it is only good in the uh, the B two spam shenanigans. So, um, let's talk about its uh, big brother, so to speak, uh, the T series tactical droid, uh, fifty five point um, companion to the clone commander. Um, you know, it, basically the same sort of thing. Uh, He's got four wounds, except he's on white armor saves instead of red. He's got sharpshooter one. He's got direct uh, droid trooper, core droid trooper unit, bolster two. Um, his gun's only red and white. Um, it's worth noting that direct is maybe worth a little bit more here than in a clone army, um, I think. Uh, Kyle, what do, you, what do you think here? I think hot, but I think his primary benefit is that he's 55 points. You know, previously, this guy is literally 120 points cheaper than the next most expensive <laughs> uh, Separatist commander. So he really opens up list building options just by virtue of being so cheap because Separatists don't have a support commander until now, basically. Um, bolster on him is fine. You know, it's a way to get surge tokens to, to droids, which is always useful. You're definitely using that more with this guy than you are with with the clone commander because if he dodges or aims his his comrades can't spend those <laughs> so um you you're doing bolster with him he uh direct is good clearly for droids that want to have a way to kick off that order chain i don't know that it's that much better than just buying like an hq uplink on a b1 unit but it's nice that you you know you don't have to refresh it as long as he's close enough to where you want to start your chain you don't really have to think about it that much every turn so it's nice in that it's like essentially free. Um, his offensive and defensive capabilities. I mean, this guy's four health and he's got a white save with no surge. <laughs> so um, if he's rolling attack or defense dice, I think that you've probably done something wrong. This guy needs to be like pissing on a wall, Krennic style for most of the game. I did use him recently to hilariously tie up a unit on key positions <laughs> facing some clones uh, at the end of the game. But other than that, yeah, he's, um, you don't want this guy in combat, but he opens up list building a lot. So hot. Zach, yeah. what do you think? Is he, is he like Krennic that he needs to chill behind a wall? Yeah, he, he's basically a 55 point robot version of, Director Krennic, that's arguably better. Um, 
because of what he enables. Um, not necessarily a better unit, but what it enables. Because um, basically what you're doing is you probably drop the need for needing a, probably two copies of HQ uplink in a droid list. You probably bring one. Um, and you can fan out that other HQ uplink unit probably to like the outside of where your T-series is. I'm assuming, Kyle, you probably know more. But like, let's say you have like a ball or like a line like you have your T-series like probably in the middle or like kind of like towards the outside of one and like your HQ uplink over here and you're now basically like insulating your army with a way to get them orders to daisy chain. Um, you know, so for 55 points, you're getting, uh, I don't know, uh, aggressive tactics light with bolster too because you're probably going to use that every turn. Of course, it's timing dependent. It's not order dependent, so it's not as good. Right. You're getting an, an HQ uplink basically for free. Um, and you're getting a way to like bring droid lists up to like 12, 13, like 14 activations. Now I'm not saying that these like 13 and 14 activation lists are necessarily like going to be as good as they are on paper. Cause usually a list that doesn't have like a focus piece or not like a focus piece, but like when you're thinned out that much, they struggle. Okay. But the fact that these lists exist make me sick. Um, so in that, in that case, yeah, he's scorching hot. It makes me sick. It is what it is. It also means you can take them all or Cad Bane without having to also take Dooku or Grievous. Totally. It, it opens up a, like a ton and, and, it, and it's good. Um, I'd argue that field commander also opened up bringing, but I mean, but that's the thing you'd also need to bring an AAT. It, yeah. You it, still need to bring in that situation a tank, which is 170 yeah, points. So like so. it eliminates the need for expensive units to, to build some stuff. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's probably good to like bring him with like triple steps and like a bunch of B1s and flank, you know, fan out from there um, is my guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm on team um, definitely hot. I think probably because he mainly enables uh, like the CIS operatives to actually like be in the game, uh, which I think is is nice. This sort of feels like maybe we needed him before we got the operatives to some extent like it, running cad with with these like high price heroes is really tough um I, I, same thing i think with maul a little bit you know it's tough to have multiple focus pieces in your list and and do well um and i think that this really enables that you know uh even the aat like operative lists i think we're we're trying to do too much a lot of the time um this will at least allow people to do it more conventionally. So I'm on I'm on Team Hot. Um, so let's take a look at their two pip for the generic commander because we've already seen the one pip, which is mechanized incursion. Um, we have orbital strike. Uh, it is very similar to the Republic uh, generic. Uh, it is one commander or heavy unit that you get to issue an order to. Separatist only once this round at the end of the activation of a friendly commander droid trooper unit or friendly field commander unit. It may perform an attack using the following weapon. Four to infinity, two red, two black, suppressive, and immune deflect. Um, it's basically maximum firepower from a droid trooper unit uh, commander of your choice. Kyle, what do you think? Hot or not? So I'm actually going to go with Tepid on this one. It, it is not nearly as much of a, in my opinion, like an auto include as the clone one, simply because you're much less likely to have a situation where you want to only give an order to your T-series. Now, clearly, if you're running like double tank field commander um 
this is an upgrade, straight upgrade. Um, and you, you have to take it if you're not running an operative, right? Because you got to take push in this. But if you're running an operative, I think you're probably still going to want push so that you can make sure that they get an order. Unless you set up some situation like with Maul where you, you know, relay the droid chain to his droids and then give him an order. But in practice, that's not always possible. And in that situation, at least I like push for the flexibility. So I think it's clearly it's a good in list where you only have like a T-series and then a bunch of droids because who else are you going to give the order to? And then, of course, you have to take it. Um, but uh, it's fine. You know, it's four dice. It's it's like a slightly worse max firepower. It doesn't have the impact. You know, it's it's red, red, black, black. And the T-series does not have surge crit like Veers does. Um, it's suppressive, which is cute. But, you know, it's a free attack in a list where you have just the T-series. But I think you're it's probably not making the cut over push in a list where you have a T-series and another character. I am going to say that this is a not card disguised as a hot card. And what I mean by that is that you read it and you think it's hot. Um, and the more I'm sitting here and thinking about it, um, I, I, I clearly thought out the Gar ones a little bit more because I played Republic, right? So I, the droid ones, like I read them and you know I thought about them, but it's not in the sense of how I'm thinking about it right now. And when I first read the card, I'm like, oh, it's kind of hot and it's suppressive, you know, another attack. It's good in AAT list because you're getting like, you could basically barrage units and also like you basically get three attacks out of this, right? Basically in a turn, which is pretty good. Um, but how it functions with the army, I'm not sure that it's really that great um, for reasons you kind of brought up, Kyle, is that you might be ordering something you really don't want to be, or you might want to order something you can't actually order, you know, that's like a non-droid or something's out of range for like a, you know, um, a coordinate, which really shouldn't happen most of the time anyways, but, but it's possible. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with not here, believe it or not. Yeah, I'm actually on team not as well. I actually think one of the main advantages of maximum firepower is the fact that it's a one pip and that you can kind of take that shot before your opponent can do anything. A lot of the times, if you play orbital strike, uh, you're not guaranteed priority, um, and I, I think that, you know, sometimes the thing that you might want to shoot at just kind of like walks away um, or walks behind the building or something. Um, and I think that even like max firepower, I mean, max firepower, I don't even really think is that good anymore um, personally. So I, I don't think this card is very good either. Um, so uh, the three pip is Roger Roger. Um, which is kind of a classic name in and of itself. Maybe that makes the card good. Uh, three droid troopers, uh, separatist only. When a unit is issued in order using this card, it gains either one dodge or one surge token. Um, pretty pretty generic effect. Uh, Kyle, what do you think? Hot or not? Hot. Free dodge tokens are great. I don't see... I, I can't think of almost any situation where you take a surge over a dodge. Um... But yeah, it's three droid troopers, so that's a little bit restrictive. But if you're running it with like Maul, you can give an order to his to his probes, who you should give a relay to, and then they can relay the order to Maul. It's actually not super clear if Maul then, I mean, he at least gets a face up. It's not super clear if he gets a dodge. For Invader, at least we've ruled that he does not, because with a comms relay, the order comes from the probes and not from the card. Um, but regardless, you know, even in that situation, you can still get two free dodges on two other 
droid units and then still get an order on Maul. So I'm going to say hot for this one. I think it's a straight upgrade over assault most of the time. Yeah, it's hot. I mean, to, to kind of like uh, circle back on like your invader talk, the, the reason a lot of us voted, you know, for the way we did because we had a big discussion on it is that I think the intention of the card is that it's using this card as in like the three droid troopers you order get those dodge or the, the effects of the dodge token and search token. Um, obviously this game is not really built as rules, you know, um, you know, uh, our, was it um, intended versus raw, you know, rules is written. So rules is intended versus rules is written. You know, you typically go by raw. It's un actually unclear uh, raw. I mean, like we went through the comms relay discussion and, and raw kind of points the same way as intended, but it's not as clear. It's a little muddy. So I'm kind of glad we're, you know, we're, we're kind of house ruling it for now. Um, either way, it's hot. I mean, you just take a salt out, rip it in half for all I care and just throw that in there. It's it's doing what you want. And like Kyle said, most of the time you'll have a way to get an order on mall or, you know, cat or something. You'll, you'll find ways to get orders somewhere with like relays and stuff like that. You can kind of build around it, um, especially if you're bringing the T-series, right? And you don't need that uplink you know, the second umplic, you can bring relay somewhere along the lines, right? And do it that way if you needed to, whether it's on the probe droids or on a B1 unit, however you do it, there's ways to do, to do it. Um, so yeah, it's hot. I'm at Cam not on this card, guys. I don't, I don't know. I actually am like firm not on this card. I don't think it's very good. Um, I don't think three dodge tokens on B1s is overly great in comparison to having like absolute order control when i want it um i understand you can sort of build for it i just i don't think you can i don't know i i would personally rather have the flexibility of having assault in my hand if like my uplink squad gets sniped you still have kind of like i don't know you you have like ways out and stuff um or if you're like comms relay unit gets sniped out of your mall stuff after it like messes around I just I think I think that there are enough issues with situations like that where I think that the upside of this card is kind of fairly marginal. Um overall is how I feel about it. Um in any case, uh let's move on to the EV series medical droid. Um this is a 14 point uh droid trooper personnel upgrade. Um it is uh, treat one capacity two non-combatant for fourteen points. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start going around the circle the other way now. Uh, Zach, what do you think? Hot or not? If you're bringing multiple characters, such as like a Dooku Maul list or like a Dooku Grievous list or like a Maul Maul Cat, I know there's all sorts of different things you can do now with the T series, right? I think if you're bringing multiple characters that are you know their wounds mean a lot in your army i say probably find the way to get them into the list other than that i think it's not <laughs> it's like like i just think even in that case i still don't know if you take them believe it or not but like i think so that's why it's a not i think you need it is a very specific niche thing that if you bring in multiple characters you bring in android list which i don't know if you're bringing multiple characters in a droid list at this point so i'm going with not in this case Kyle, what do you think? Do you do you also think not? I also think not, although, I mean, I think there's basically 
one additional circumstance where you take one of these and that's just in a solo duco list solo duku list which i think is still good duku's wounds are so valuable and now you can give him two more wounds for 14 points so to me that feels like a bargain duku is extremely likely to be near your b1 line because that's how he operates so he's you know it allows you to be a little bit more aggressive with duku in games where i get like back to capsules and supply drop with duku i get i get all super excited um, because being being able to be a little more aggressive with Dooku is awesome. So I will say that I think if you're running like a solo Dooku list, I could definitely see this. But outside of that context, you know, the targets are so limited. Even if you're running just like a Maul T-Series list, Maul is very rarely going to be close enough to your B1s to get good mileage out of this. So, yeah, I think this is like a Dooku-only upgrade. I think it's great in that context, but I think it's pretty untakeable in almost every other one. Yeah, I agree. I think I think this is definitely like a, a Dooku only card uh, for the most part. You know, m- maybe Grievous. I don't know. Eh, he's a little bit more aggressive. Um, so in a similar vein, we have the PK series worker droid, who is the mechanic version of uh, for our CIS team here. Uh, droid trooper only, repair one, capacity two, non-combatant, uh, twelve points. Um, Zach, what do you think for? I, I know you have strong feelings on this one, so why don't you why don't you take us away? All right, context here is I play against a lot of AATs, or well, I had been, uh, I haven't played in a little while, okay. Um, but a lot of people that are, like my locals, like my local guy plays a double AAT or single AAT pretty much every time that I play him. So I'm used to playing against the AAT. So maybe my thoughts are skewed, but I I think it's hot because the AAT is a very 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 good unit. And now while shooting an AAT is not necessarily an ideal plan going into a game, um, a lot of the times it's actually all you have to shoot. And if you're playing against two of them, taking one of them out is somewhat important to the landscape of the game, even if it takes a while. Um, Especially like I noticed that a lot of double AAT lists, basically you can bring a a big bid and they can kind of dictate the battlefield and I couldn't even tell you how many times I've played KP against double AAT. It's like the most infuriating thing. So may, again, maybe I'm skewed. So now you have these two tanks that are hard to kill as it is, and you're at adding wounds to them for 12 points, which is not a lot of points um, in, in that context. So I think it's hot just because I think the AAT is a very, very good unit. And adding extra wounds to it is really good. <laughs> Kyle, do you do you echo those sentiments? I'm actually going to say not. I do think you're probably still taking one or two of them in a in like a double AAT list, and you you can also certainly run them with BX droid sab strikes, and I think it's pretty interesting. But outside of those two contexts, you know, other other factions can heal their heavies for fifty percent less than this. You know, eight or nine points. So, um. I don't know. It's. I think it's fine. It's, it's it's easy. It's also like those heavies are not as good as the AAT. Sure, and I you know, I think that's what justifies the fifty percent premium there in the context of, of an AAT list. And clearly, it's nice that this is essentially your medic for droid troopers. But right now, outside of like BX droid strikes, I can't think of a a droid trooper that 
this is bang for your buck on. Even like B2s who are valuable models, you know, they each have two wounds and those individual wounds are not, you know, like you can just pay 12 points and get another B2 who has two more wounds and also throws dice. So, um, or 13 points, whatever it is now. Um, so I don't know. I think it's fine. Uh, I wouldn't really take it outside the context of like a double AAT list or a BX droid Daxis Sab strike list. Yeah, I think I think I'm on mostly on team not here. I think if 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 the separatists ever get like a a common like red saving droid unit in their armies, like we could see this change. I think pretty dramatically. Um, but I, you know, as it stands, I think that I don't know. I want this to be good, but I don't think it is. Um, all right, so our last uh, last uh, personnel slot is a little bit unique in that um, all of the droid units have comm slots basically for free, uh, or B1s do at least. Um, so they got this Viper Recon droid um, is kind of their unique personnel thing in place of a comms technician. It is uh, range 1 to 2, 2 white dice. Um, it has action observe 2, which chooses an enemy unit at range 1 to 3 and in line of sight. It gains 2 observation tokens. If you're unfamiliar with how observation tokens work, basically you can spend an observation token um, on a unit you're shooting at to reroll a die. So this is basically the, you know, observe two is roughly the equivalent of an aim token, um, except you can use it on any unit that shoots at the unit. Um, and it's eight points. So, uh, Zach, what do you think? Hot or not? Um, this is a huge not uh, for me. Um, so for eight points, it's kind of a mirage. You're like, oh, it's not that bad for eight points. But then you look into it. Uh, it's range one to two, which as we know in this game is very tough. Uh, and the observe, if you look at the arrow, like you pointed out, is an actual action. It's not a free action. And I just don't see a case where a, well, actually, sorry, observe is at what range one to three. So, so it's not contributing to the attack until you're at range two, right? And it's observing from one to three but it's costing you an action. Uh, I, I just don't think that's feasible for me, even though it's eight points only. I, I hope someone can prove me wrong, but it's not for me. Kyle? Also not, um, you know, Zach already touched on it, but the attack range is really awkward because that observe is an action, which means you're doing this instead of something like aiming, which most of the time is going to do the same thing. And he's not throwing dice at range three. So even if you're like, well, I'll just take him in a B2 unit, because those guys are range two anyway. Well, he's one wound. It's printed on his card. So he doesn't get the benefit of the, you know, the two wounds from being in a B2 unit. His dice are worse than a B2 model. And you still have to take an action to observe, which you don't usually have on a range two B2 unit. So um or any B2 unit, even if you take the HA, you want to be recovering probably with that action. So I'm, gonna, I'm also going to go with not. I'm going firm hot on this. The model is D2 
dope. He's like this flying droid through the air. Oh, the His model's legs great. Are like whipping behind him. Yeah. Um, I will take six of these all day long just to put them on the table. Um, I don't know. Like this is this is what I wish Dio looked like. Yeah. Um, uh, and, no question. And uh, I think I think this is actually what Dio is technically. Um, I think Dio <laughs> may be a Viper Recon droid. They look very similar, at least. Um, but but this this like action pose is tremendously amazing. Um, and for that reason, I think it is super hot. If only because of the friction of the air as he flies quickly to forward to get to range two um so uh that's where that's where i'm coming down on it uh he's pretty bad in combat um <laughs> can, can we talk about though real quick yeah how awesome all the models in this pack look um i mean you got the you got the the disco bot right who i think is the medical droid right he's got the turntable and the and the boom mic um you got the repair droid who I love, like the he's like caressing a B one head, you know. Yeah, for the longest uh, time, I thought that. So the first time I saw this pack, I totally thought that um, it was one of. I thought he was the medical droid because I thought he looked like the 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 robots from um, Padme's delivery room, and I thought he mm. was holding a baby for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be an awkward modeling choice. Well, it would, and and the and the guy that is supposed to be the medic look like he looks like he's like an auto mechanic. I don't know. I was I was confused. I would um, not want to be treated by that medic. Yeah, by that the way. medic. Nah. I think that medic he's, is from the episode where Grievous is. It is. Yeah, yeah. But he's got like a. I mean, I joke about this turntable. I think it's more like a buzz saw. You know, I mean, like some robot comes up to me with a buzz saw, and was, was like, "Where does it hurt?" You know. <laughs> Where would you like me to operate? I'd be like, uh, is there someone else? Well, maybe that my insurance it, covers. I, um, he kind of had to. He kind of had to need to be like a, a hybrid medical droid, right? For Grievous, yeah, Grievous, Grievous. half machine, yeah. half humanoid, whatever he was. I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that it, that accounts for the buzz saw. But yeah, if that was Dooku, he was working on Dooku would probably like chop his arm off before doing it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, and I love that. I I know people don't like it. I love how the T series looks. Oh, the it perfectly captures. The yeah, it's, they're it's fantastic. Great. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. it perfectly captures. Like this is what they look like in the show. They're supposed to be kind of these comical hapless villains in the show, and that's what it looks like. It's perfect. I love it. Yeah, they're they're super great models. I you know, the the team keeps on getting better and better and better, and you know I. Uh, yeah, they're awesome. I it's it's worth noting that the Republic ones are cool too, but um, they're just more clones, so it's kind of hard to be like super excited about it. But there are some sweet poses in there. Um, the the clones, uh, you know, there's one guy. The the hologram one is probably my favorite. Yeah, the the hockey puck, yeah. the hollow puck, whatever. Totally. Yeah, hollow puck. That's what it's called, right? I think so. Um, th that's definitely my favorite. I am a little bit saddened that there's another kneeling models. I hate kneeling models. I really, I don't know. It's a that's a thing I have. I feel like, hate by the em. way, Zach's shaking his head. I'm not the only one. Hate them. They need to put you into an awkward position because then you got to decide if you want to glue them to the base and paint around them on the base. Do I not put them in the base, paint them, and then glue them to the base? Uh, it kneeling models and running models just like piss me off. 
I'm cool with them. I have no objection to kneeling or running models. <laughs> oh my man, running models are just a pain in the ass. I just like my uh, army to be the same height. I don't care so much about the running thing, but that's I like fair. I like my space marines to be like That's you know, fair. All about the same size. I will say the grenade guy for Death Troopers, whenever I would play Death Troopers, he was always the first guy to die. I'd be like, sorry, grenade guy, you're out. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's how I feel about it. And with the uh with the clones, I just always I use the running guy because I won't, you know. But I hate the, I hate that a lot of the Z sixes are kneeling. Um, in any case, uh, so I think that's all the specialists. Do you guys have anything to add about the specialists? Generally, I think overall both of these packs are pretty hot. Primarily because of the commanders. Yeah. And, totally. Yeah. Um. And vigilance, which we'll talk about next week. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think they are hot. Um, the clones, the clone commander in particular, is just amazing. Uh, like in his own right, and then for the separatists, the T series opens up your list building in a way that has has not been possible before because he's the first actual support commander. So is it just um, me or is Zach super green at the moment? Zach's like. Like his lights are out and he's got these crazy like light up headphones. You just showing off like your RGB headphones or something over there, Zach? What's going on? I have no idea what's going on right now. No, hold on. Something popped up on my computer and it's probably like greening me out in my back. <laughs> you are super green right now. I mean, I, you're super really? green for he, me. He looks fine to me. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Fine. I'm fine on my end. I don't know. It like I'm sure that you guys will see it on the recording and our viewers will see you. <laughs> your, your, your screen just turned lime green. So it looked like my um, clone troopers. That's all. I was just sending. There you, go. There, you go. there you go. All right. Well, let's. Uh, you guys got any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, these these packs are just really good. They're super I, good, and and I want yeah. people to be excited about this. Like, I I know that people can jump to like, oh my god, the sky is falling very quickly, um, but I think. These are good, good. These are definitely better, better for the game than they were like two months ago when this clone commander could have taken a standby token, right? Like, uh, sure, you know, yeah. like, like I think, I think, you know, um, they're they're both of them are definitely good, but I'm not sure that they're like better than Veers or Leia when they came out, you know? Right, and I think. I don't want to say they messed up the original specialist packs, but, um, you know, the original Clone Wars commanders are are basically t taxes if you want to take an operative and you, and you need a commander, right? They're not like full taxes because clearly they still do stuff, but there was not a context with the, with the Civil War lists where you would take you know, a rebel officer or an imperial officer commander alongside another commander. I would, I would bring back many, many, many moons ago, the RPQ I won like a long time ago when there were still RPQs before they were called primes. I basically paid a 55 point strict tax for my Luke's beam list. Yeah. And there are and, a couple, there are a couple situations like the Tauntaun yeah. list with and, but, Luke but, did the same my, thing. My point is it didn't feel good. Sure. Right. You know what I mean? I, if he had, if he had direct, it would have felt great. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I think you could print direct uh, 
core republic or uh, empire and core rebel trooper on both of those uh, commanders and not change their points costs and it would be more than fair um yeah you know yeah. I, I don't you know there's some like short trooper and veteran synergy but i don't think that's a big deal um Mm-mm. you know yeah i, I don't know um, and some of those original command cards were just outright bad like the original version of covert observation it was real bad <laughs> you know and like the imperial one pip is still not very good um you know i i think that there's a lot of things that in the early stages of the game have not aged well. I think the commanders yeah. are like one of them, right? Um, I do think the Imperial one is actually kind of fine. Um, yeah, it's so, fine. You know, I, I guess my point is, you know, it's easy to look at these and be like, oh, power creep, you know. But- see, see that's, not, that's not why I've been miffed for like a week. I've been miffed, and this is just straight up honesty here, okay? I'm going straight honest. I'm, I'm miffed because it enables what is fundamentally not great for the game. And what I mean by that is that it enables gun lines and it enables gun lines and gun lines and gun lines. I think that's true of the clone commander. I don't know that the T series is. Yeah. I I should say, I should say that more for the clones than than the T series, but as someone that plays clones and likes to play Kenobi, it enables the other side of the list building on Republic that I try to ignore. And, but like, how do I ignore it now when well, this dude's here? I you would, know, I would make the argument um, that this guy goes into almost any Jedi list almost oh. as much as he goes into any yeah. Rex. Yeah, list, yeah no. You know? What what I do is take my Rex Nobi list. I, I take Rex out of the list. Now that sounds crazy, but I slot this guy in there, and now I can probably uh, afford fives or other stuff in the list because I'm shaving forty points, you know, thirty five points, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, 40 points with upgrades and stuff like that. Like, I'm, I'm easily just taking him and putting him in where Rex was and getting the full benefits from it. It's so with, totally, with Obi-Wan. You're not yeah, straight up replacing Obi-Wan. Rex in a Rex list. But right. Yeah. But yeah. I'm saying in an Obi-Wan build, I just take Rex out and put this guy in there and it's going to feel fine. It's going to probably feel really good. But I just don't like the, the fact that it full-blown enables the gun line side of the game. That's I, my I, I actually... Myth. I would go as far as saying that this guy is probably better in a Kenobi list or an Anakin list than a Rex list. Oh yeah. At least, at least now, like, you know, if, if he, again, if he could take a standby token, I'd feel very different about that. Um, but, but I think we're not in that world anymore. And, and I think that this guy's like, Oh, here's an aim. Here's a dodge. Like, that's fine. Like you're still going to take him. But I think that he does more in a Kenobi list or an Anakin list that you you didn't have access to before, right? Yeah, you lose clankers, but like the, losing clankers is fine in that context, in my opinion. Well, I because yeah, those lists are not set up to abuse it like a Rex list would. Correct. Be anyway, yeah. yeah. I also would argue that most people do not play Rex in lightsaber lists. Generally, I I think you're you're a little bit unique in yeah. that. I do, um, and I've had good success with it. I, uh, I know. I just, so I, I just, have a hard time putting Rex away, to be honest. That's but, fair. I, I do think that they become a little bit more samey, but I do think that um, you, you're putting these in, in lightsaber lists because he's a cheap, really good unit that yeah. lets you the rest of your list outside of the lightsaber function a lot better, right? Totally. Um, Rex is already doing a lot of this, right? You you already yeah. are maxing AT like four out of six turns in Rexless. Um, and it, it's a little bit harder to do with 
Kenobi or Anakin specifically because he's a little bit more order hungry. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Not not to like, just real quick. Oh no, direct is core trooper line. Never mind. Yeah. But as I say, can you can you direct and comms relay to Anakin and get around? You could. Yeah, I don't you, know. You totally could. This well, seems to, like more effort around, than it's worth. To get around what is the question? To get to get around the flaw card. I don't believe so. I that oh, no, no, I, no, that's no. just any that's, source cannot give it. Like no no yeah. source can give him anything. Yeah, Anakin may not receive orders. Period. Okay. Is the flaw no, no, card. We're good. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure if there's like a way you could do mm. that. Because like, direct is a, a an order not tied to a command card, so I wasn't sure if you could play games with that. But yeah, I see what you're saying, Zach. I think it's possible that maybe the eventually we'll determine that the clone commander is a little bit too good insofar as like you're taking him in every clone list and he just kind of takes what clones already do and just makes them do it better um it's three points more than a phase one right naked unit like. right whereas so from a tact like list building perspective that's not really that interesting so i kind of see what you're saying there um you know whereas the t-series actually opens up like a different way to play separatists which I think is interesting, um, but yeah, the clone commander just kind of takes takes clone the clone word and turns it up <laughs> in any list that you have clones, which is every and every republic list. So that's just something I have to get used to, honestly. Yeah, I mean, and I and I'm aware of that, but it's still like one of those things where I'm just like, uh, yeah, Commander yeah. Chad. I mean, I, I do think that it's it's possible he could be 65 points and. And should be, you know, I, I think it remains to be seen. I think especially with all of the points adjustments we've had to Republic and and no tournaments to like verify yeah. whether those points adjustments did anything or were too much or whatever. It's kind of hard to know where to land on this guy, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, we'll see. And that's why I said it may be in a, eventually that we determine that maybe he needs to be a little more expensive. But um, yeah. Anyway, I'm excited about both of these. I am uh, full disclosure. I bought at least five uh, <laughs> separatist specialist packs. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, not actually yikes. sure. <laughs> I think it, I think it is. I only I ended oh, up with boy. only four B2s. So um, I'm not there. There are four B2 lists that I think are better than the six B2 lists. I want so. everyone to remember this moment when they call me a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that Kyle is buying six specialist packs. And, oh um, boy! Yeah. Okay. Hey, if anyone needs extra copies of Vigilance, you let me know. Um, oh, uh, all right. Anyway, we have the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. I'm Zach. And we'll see you next week. Bye.